G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As you know, each week we like to check in on the latest breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross scoured the headlines again and has brought us up to date with some of those things that are happening right now. Ron Ross, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Hey, Ron, significant headlines this week. Uh, let's start with one. Wheeling and dealing continues as the new Israel government coalition deadline approaches. What are the headlines saying? Israel's Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu met for several hours with Bazel Smotrich's far-right religious Zionist party last Sunday, with Netanyahu's Likud reporting progress in all matters. Efforts between the two parties to strike a coalition deal continues, according to the Likud party statement. Netanyahu spent the day meeting with the heads of the likely coalition parties, forming deals to create the country's next government. Netanyahu received the presidential nod to form a government two weeks ago, yet political disagreements between the parties have delayed the likely incoming right-wing government from being sworn in. The recent agreements bring Israel one step closer to preventing another round of elections after Israelis went to their fifth election in four years on November 1st. Lots happening and we'll continue to monitor that. Hey Ron, interesting one here as a headline, Israel and the US are holding air drills simulating an airstrike on the Iran nuclear program. Uh, what's this one saying? Yeah, this drill actually started yesterday and continues tomorrow over the Mediterranean Sea and over Israel. It will include long-range flights, such as those that Israeli pilots might need to make in order to reach the Islamic Republic of Iran. The exercise will include refuelers as well as fighter jets from both forces. Washington and Israel have signed an agreement that would see the U.S. come to assist Israel with missile defense in times of war. And the two militaries have held numerous joint air defense exercises in recent years. With tensions high over Iran's nuclear program and regional hostility, Israel and the Islamic Republic have been threatening each other by senior officers stating that their militaries are capable of striking the other. Israel has significantly increased its readiness level and has taken steps throughout the past year to prepare a credible military option against Iran's nuclear facilities. And, of course, their preparations go way beyond their relationship with Iran and those sorts of drills. Another headline related to this one, Ron, Israel has given dozens of countries intel on Iran's arms transfers to Russia. What's the story here? Yeah, Israel has provided intelligence to dozens of Western countries and NATO 
about Iran's weapon transfers to Moscow in support of the war on Ukraine, and has been lobbying allies to put pressure on Tehran, according to a new report. Jerusalem began supplying intelligence to allies on the arms sales in late October via its embassies in world capitals. Axios reported this citing unnamed officials and Israeli Foreign Ministry cables in a move that represents a change in Israeli behaviour and around Iran's role in the war in Ukraine. According to the report, Israel's intel sharing with allies on this matter did not include active lobbying until last month as the Israelis have walked a fine line to avoid tensions with Russia. Ron, a headline that seems to affect petrol prices all around the world. The Saudi energy minister is threatening more oil cuts. How does this one look? Yeah, I think we might feel the effect of this. Saudi Arabian energy minister Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman said on Monday his country and other OPEC member nations remain ready to intervene and again cut oil production if they deem it necessary. The Saudi government has faced heavy criticism from the administration of President Joe Biden for supporting OPEC oil cuts, particularly the dramatic 2 million barrel a day cut announced in early October, which raised gasoline prices immediately. This is going to affect us, I think, and uh, it's very interesting to see the lobbying taking place. And I think it might have something to do with Saudi Arabia not being happy with some decisions being made by the US. It does seem to affect the whole world, doesn't it? Hey, Ron, there's some serious headlines too to report on. Uh, one that uh, is around the thought of civil war and that we may be on the brink of civil war between Jews and Arabs, the warning coming from the Israeli mayor. What's he saying? The state of Israel is on the brink of civil war between Jews and Arabs, said the Akrei mayor, Shimon Lonkri, during an emergency conference at the Forum for Security, Governance and Settlement held last weekend. A moment before we fall into a civil war, and I say this really after I was witness to all the events of last May, which was the Operation Guardian of the Walls, the end point of the events of May will be the opening mark for the future and the coming events, Lankry said. Whoever hasn't understood it yet, we're on the brink of civil war in the state of Israel, and not a redom against secular Jews but rather Arabs against Jews in this next civil war. And this will happen to us soon. Lankry called for governance to be restored in the Negev and Galilee, stating we need to do things that we haven't done before. We abandoned this area before, but it's in our hands. The Besheba mayor, Rivik Danovich, also spoke Sunday, warning that just like rocket fire from the Gaza Strip, civilian terror will spread to the rest of the country. It has no boundaries and no one is waking up. We'll be monitoring that too, no doubt. And those sorts of headlines can appear quickly when uh, disputes and conflict breaks out.
Hey, Ron, let's talk uh, maybe something a little lighter, although there's a certain dimension to this is not light at all. Israelis are reporting negative reactions at the Qatar World Cup. What's this one about? It's amazing, these stories that are in the World Cup at the moment. The friction is quite frightening. Multiple Israelis have claimed to have been met by an atmosphere of hostility and hatred at the World Cup in Qatar, with fans refusing to speak to Israeli journalists, waving Palestinian flags in the background of their videos and yelling at them. Moab Badi, calm foreign affairs reporter, was yelled at by a Saudi fan who told him, you are not welcome here. This is Qatar. This is our country. This is Palestine, not Israel. Other videos from Qatar show people immediately walking away when they find out the person interviewing them is an Israeli. In one particular video, N12's Ohad Himo begins to interview a group of Lebanese men who then walk away when Himo tells them he's Israeli. One of them then turns his back and asks Himo, what's he doing here? And then he tells him that Israel doesn't really exist. In other videos, people stand behind various Israeli reporters and raise Palestinian flags. Israeli soccer legend and Khan World Cup panel member Eli Ohana also faced anti-Israel sentiments when he was on a golf cart being driven by a Qatari policeman. When Ohana said he is Israeli, the officer asked him if he was joking, and Ohana then said he was really Portuguese in order to avoid trouble. The officer told him that if he'd been Israeli, he would turn the car around and refuse to drive him. And this makes me think that the diplomacy between Arab and Israeli leaders in the Abraham Accords has not yet reached to the masses. Well, we all hope sport overcomes some of those differences in race and politics, but off-field issues are very hard to deal with. And as you say, Ron, takes a while for those decisions at higher levels to filter down to the people. Uh, We'll see what happens from there and monitor those things along. But Ron Ross, always appreciate you scouring the headlines and bringing us an update on breaking news out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Thanks so much for being with us once again on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.